Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, amen. And this is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Well, if you've been listening, you know we've been talking about the resurrection and the life. And this is near the end of that series. Now, it was originally recorded in a different time frame, so we've had to break it up over several of these broadcasts. So even though we're going to be talking about Easter coming up, whenever you hear this message, whether it's in the summer, the spring, the fall, the subject of the resurrection is foundational to Christianity. To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the program. I'm Jeff Tobler, and this is Eternal Promises, and the eternal promise of all eternal promises is eternal life. And that eternal life was bought for us by the Lord Jesus Christ, going to the cross, being crucified in our place for our sins. And then the focus of today is all about being resurrected from that death. You see, he defeated death. And we're talking about his resurrection. But, you know, before talking about that, reading about it, let's go back a little bit and talk about being crucified on the cross so that we can understand the context here. We're going to read out of Matthew 27. Eventually, the chief priests and elders looked around and saw that it was morning. They convened a council meeting whose sole purpose was to hand down Jesus' death sentence. They tied Jesus up, took him away, and handed him over to the governor of Judea, a man called Pilate. Judas, the one who had betrayed him with a kiss for 30 pieces of silver, saw that Jesus had been condemned, and suddenly Judas regretted what he had done. He took the silver back to the chief priests and elders and tried to return it to them. Judas said, I can't keep this money. I've sinned. I've betrayed an innocent man. His blood will be on my hands. And the chief priests and elders said, We're through with you, friend. The state of your soul is really none of our affair. And Judas threw down the money in the temple, went off and hanged himself. The chief priests looked at the silver coins and picked them up. And they said, You know, according to the law, we can't put blood money in the temple treasury. After some deliberation, they took the money and bought a plot of land called Potter's Field. They would use it to bury foreigners, suicides, and others who were unfit for a full Jewish burial. To this day, the field is called Blood Field because it was bought with blood money. And when the priests bought Potter's Field, they unwittingly fulfilled a prophecy made long ago by the prophet Jeremiah. They took 30 pieces of silver, the price set on the head of the man by the children of Israel, and they gave them for the Potter's Field, as the Eternal One instructed. Jesus was standing before the governor, Pilate. Pilate asked, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, So you say. 
The chief priests and elders stood and poured out their accusations that Jesus was a traitor, a seditious rebel, a crazy, a would-be savior, and a would-be king. Jesus stood in the stream of accusations, but he did not respond. Pilate asked, Do you hear these accusations they are making against you? Still, Jesus said nothing, which Pilate found rather astounding. No protests, no defense, nothing. Now the governor had a custom. During the great Jewish festival of Passover, he would allow the crowd to pick one of the condemned men, and he, Pilate, would set the man free, just like that. Gratuitous, gracious freedom. At this time, they had a notorious prisoner named Barabbas. So when the crowd gathered, Pilate offered them a choice. He asked, Whom do you want me to free, Barabbas or Jesus, whom some call the Anointed One? Pilate knew the chief priests and elders hated Jesus and had delivered him up because they envied him. Then Pilate sat down on his judgment seat and he received a message from his wife. Distance yourself utterly from the proceedings against this righteous man. I have had a dream about him, a dream full of twisted sufferings. He is innocent, I know it, and we should have nothing to do with him. But the chief priests and the elders convinced the crowd to demand that Barabbas, not Jesus, whom some called the Anointed One, be freed and that Jesus be put to death. Pilate, standing before the crowd, asked, Which of these men would you have me free? The crowd shouted, Barabbas! Pilate asked, What would you have me do with this Jesus, whom some call the Anointed One? The crowd shouted, Crucify him! Pilate asked, Why? What crime has this man committed? The crowd, responding with a shout, cried out, Crucify him! Well, Pilate saw that unless he wanted a riot on his hands, he now had to bow to their wishes. So he took a pitcher of water, stood before the crowd, and washed his hands. He said, You see this crucifixion, for this man's blood will be upon you and not upon me. I wash myself of it. And the crowd said, Indeed, let his blood be upon us, upon us and our children. So Pilate released Barabbas and He had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. The governor's soldiers took Jesus into a great hall, gathered a great crowd, and stripped Jesus of his clothes, draping him in a bold scarlet cloak, the kind that soldiers sometimes wore. They gathered some thorny vines, wove them into a crown, and perched that crown upon his head. They stuck a reed in his right hand, and then they knelt before him, this inside-out, upside-down king. They mocked him with catcalls. The soldier said, Hail, the king of the Jews! They spat on him and whipped him on the head with his scepter of reeds. And when they had their fill, they pulled off the bold scarlet cloak, dressed him in his own simple clothes, and led him off to be crucified. Now, We could go through the the rest of this, but it was horrible. He was crucified between thieves. 
one on his right, one on his left. Starting at noon, the entire land became dark. It was dark for three hours, and in the middle of that dark afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And as you know, he eventually died, carrying the sins, bearing the sins of the world upon him. Well, this is Jeff, and I'm going to break into that message, that pre-recorded message from uh, about a year ago. At the time that we were coming up on the worldwide celebration of what some would call Easter, others would call the Resurrection Day, and what I want you to focus on here is the magnificent act of love and sacrifice and obedience even. Uh, Love toward us, uh, obedience toward the Father, sacrifice both to the Father and for us. It was a sweet-smelling sacrifice, the scriptures say, to to his Father. But it was a sacrifice with us in mind. Now, can you see how much God has demonstrated his love toward you by not only sending his son, but Jesus saying, yes, Father, I'll go. I will be the sacrifice and the forgiveness of sins for many. I hope you can see that. Jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts. Listen to Eternal Promises with Jeff Tobler every weekday or listen online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. Do you have a question for Jeff? Get your question on the show by going to eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll free 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-885-6834. Well, this is Jeff with Eternal Promises, and I want to welcome you to join us in the first annual Rugged Men's Retreat and Conference. You know, it's a time when when men of all ages, starting at 13 up to even in their 90s, can come out and be encouraged and encourage one another. We're going to have great events like archery and times of learning and sharing and teaching around the campfire. We're going to have some featured speakers, great food, and times of encouragement that we might all be the man that God would have us be, men after God's heart. The next event is going to be near Topeka, Kansas, and we welcome you to come. You can go to eternalpromises.org forward slash rugged, or you can email info at eternalpromises.org or call 888-88-LOVE-GOD. And if you feel like giving to the event, we encourage it. We welcome you to join with us so that we can encourage the next generation. To participate in the show, submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll free 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. And now, here's your host. Jeff Tobler. Well, welcome back to the program, everybody. This is Jeff Tobler with Eternal Promises, and I want you to remember the eternal promise that we often point to. In 1 John 2.25, John says this, and this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Now, that eternal life comes in the form of, first of all, and we've been reiterating this, but sometimes we need to hear it over and over again. Because life comes against us, doubt comes against us, false teachers come against the truth of God, 
but the word of God will prevail. It will never perish. And so, that eternal life that we're talking about is the life that comes when we first believe. We're infused with a new life, a, a new way of thinking, a new way of walking out this life. Because our sins have been forgiven in Jesus Christ if we believe in Him, if we confess our sins, and we start to live a life of learning what His will is. That's what a disciple or a student is. So to say we're a disciple of Christ is to mean that we have everlasting life and we're learning more about our Lord. Now that's before we die physically. Now, the other aspect of eternal life is the resurrection that happens once we die physically uh, and we go to see the Lord until He calls our bodies out of the graves in a glorified body to live forever and ever incorruptible. In other words, that body will never die. That body will never be subject to cancer or any other disease, but we will live eternally with the Lord eternally in perfect paradise restored. And that is the hope of every Christian. So when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, you can count on it. On behalf of all of us at Eternal Promises, thank you for listening. And we encourage you to lay hold of God's promises in your life today by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Him, amen. This is a listener-supported broadcast, and your prayers and financial support are appreciated. You can support this ministry online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give, or by calling 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. This is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Eternal Promises Radio is produced by Eternal Promises Ministries. You're listening to Eternal Promises Radio with Jeff Tobler.